Musical intro, well-produced, showing professionalism. That's what you'd be listening to if you didn't want this ear orgasm. I'm the rude. Hey, everybody, this is uh, Cheater and the Rude. Welcome. I'm Jeff Chrysler, author of Get Rich Cheating, and I do a lot of other stuff, but that's a shorthand. And joining us through the mental focus that is necessary to dominate world financial markets is Lee Papa. Uh, he writes a repundant blogspot, and he has a book, and it's, uh, does other stuff. He's not here. You won't hear H-E-A-R, his words, but uh, you'll feel his spirit. For those of you that are new, this is what happens. It's a... Uh, I don't want to use the word free-flowing conversation of ideas because I feel like that makes me think of nothing. But it is a place where we discuss, uh, we jump off of current events and current themes and current issues. Current, 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 current. I worked on current TV for a while. Uh, I was a writer. I wrote a speech that was very famous. Um, and we bounce around and we see what happens. Uh, and we hope that you understand that we're weaving a web, uh, but... Does a spider know what the web's going to look like? Or does a spider just really suddenly have to take a dump and start moving? That's for you to decide and for us to explore. And um, I hope that you will all get caught and get wrapped up in the cocoon of self-awareness and knowledge. That is musical intro, well-produced professionalism on display. Hey, why don't you wonder what is happening every single day like I do because you're probably healthy. Mentally so, not wondering about the purpose of the meeting every day and crippled by insecurity. It's not insecurity, it's sort of just like, hey, life, you know, it's both amazing and uh, inconsequential. And uh, you know what? Yeah, I could just, I, uh, politics, money, sex. Two of those things are things that I don't have any of. No, wait, three. I don't... Hey! Musical intro! And now word from our sponsor. Hi. Have you been in the need of... Nothing? Well, let's change that by suggesting you face some sort of inadequacy. Perhaps it's sexual. Perhaps it's spiritual. Perhaps it's just... You haven't accepted what is inevitable. Just death. I'm not saying get that. Look, the child's laughter... Crooked smile on a boy's face, poop that won't get wiped off easily. You know, really got your got your elbow grease in there. That, these are the moments that we, you know, musical intro, the end. Ta -da 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 -da. Ta -da 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 -da. Well, all right. If I know anything, uh, I know that you probably just listened to our new introduction. Uh, which was uh, produced by some very, very talented people. Uh, and, you know, you're probably thinking, hey, what's this show all about? Is it just going to be this guy having a breakdown? No, there's a lot more going on in the world than me having a breakdown. There's the uh, GOP House Caucus having a breakdown. Uh, just moments before we, we recorded, say that one time, regular speed, just one moment before we recorded uh, this show, Kevin McCarthy, the uh, 
leading figure to replace John Boehner as Speaker of the House, the man who said, oh, we did Benghazi Committee to lower Hillary's numbers, which everybody knew, but I guess admitting it was some sort of thing. And Anyway, he pulled out of the race to be uh, Speaker of the House to replace John Boehner. And I think, you know, the dysfunction in the GOP caucus just shows that really sometimes when mom and dad get divorced, it is the kid's fault. If nobody wants to lead you, it's like a, a coach turning down a, a job. Like there's, if there's a pro football team that just keeps getting turned down by coaches, everybody, it's a very coveted position, like leader of the house. That's third most powerful position, perhaps in the world. You're third in line. It's, you know, Obama, Biden, you, and you're turning down the job. There's got to be something really bad about that job. And I'm not saying it's what the job is, which is leading a pack of lunatics. Um, But that's what it is. See, I just don't think they thought this through. You know, power grabbing through manipulation and the stoking of primal emotions and fear and basic instincts um, is a lovely idea, but eventually if you, you know, it's the Frankenstein monster thing, which I said long ago, but now other people have said, God, you know how ahead of time I used to make fun of Fox News. Yeah. Before it even existed. That's how, um, Sweet I am. In fact, I, I, I created the word sweet. Anyway, the point is, it's this Frankenstein-y monster, and it's just, you, know, you build a party on ignorance and hatred and fear, um, and that's how you play to voters. On some level, eventually those, A, those voters grow up, believe in that, and then become the representatives, or B, you're so fearful yourself of the voters that you have to act like you really believe those things, or maybe you do really believe those things. Um, and then you get into power. Like this is, this is grown up business. I'm not saying politics matter, you know, like there's a lot of philosophical arguments that politics matter any more than sports and pop culture and reading books. Who knows? Yeah. We're all, going to die. We're all dust in the wind. We're a tiny little speck in the universe. That's a speck in the universe. That's a speck on the universe of somebody's fingernail somewhere. But the point is, on some level, it matters. Who the leader of the House is? Who gets to bring legislation to the floor of the House of Representatives of the United States of America, planet Earth? There's a lot of things we got to get done. Now, you can argue about priorities, but you can't argue that we shit, there's stuff going on. Like things need to happen. In fact, side note, were I advising Hillary, which maybe I will, I would suggest that she campaign on the slogan, it's time to get shit done because she is well qualified the most qualified candidate, perhaps, except for Thomas Jefferson, um, to understand all the different facets of federal government. I mean, she's been in the White House as an advisor. She's been Secretary of State. She's been a senator. Um, she's dealt with the opposition, to say the least. Um, 
she'll get shit done. These guys, they don't like... I understand perhaps it, it is their greatest trick. The greatest trick the devil ever played was the GOP Congress. Um, but I just... It's just nothing gets... Like, I remember in college, some some place with walls, reading about the 1986, I think, tax deal that was struck between uh, Tip O'Neill's house, or Democratic house, and Ronald Reagan. Now, I'm not saying it was a good tax deal, but it was all about, like, how people you know, reach across the aisles and, and dealt with stuff. Yeah, it was for the best interests of certain vested interests. You know, I think, um, I can't remember now, Bill Bradley being involved in the book, but that's uh, irrelevant. Um, it's just, I blame Steve Jobs, you know, now when everything's, and no, I don't like, I could probably make that connection about culture and whatever, but I'm not, um, defending gun rights, so why should I bring culture into this? Look, the point is, the fact that a group of people that represent, let's say, a sixth of the federal government don't even have a plan for secession, let alone governing. I mean, it's a bit obvious they don't want to govern. Um, and if not that they don't want to govern and that they, that they have such interests that are so uh, antithetical, antithetical. Yeah, try saying that once in regular speed. <laughs> antithetical to the, to the progress in this country. Um, that they'll never get it passed, and which de facto means that they don't want to govern. The fact that they do, it just, it should disqualify them from anything. I mean, it's, uh, uh, you know, you could disagree with people's policies and vision, but not whether or not they have policies and vision. <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny. I kind of almost feel like we should have an intervention. I mean, you guys want to get together and have an intervention. I could see, you know, what's his name? Chaffetz playing the guitar and busting out. Hey, guys, I got my, I got my chart routine. You guys want some laughs? By the way, that's a reference to when he busts out that chart in the in the um, Planned Parenthood. I mean, here's the thing that bothers me. They're giving white men a bad name, you know? It's just some of us white guys, we're all right. Not all of us. Anyway, it's been uh it's been a cuckoo few weeks. Carly Fiorina remains a force in the Democrat in the Republican uh, nomination process. Don't forget about a year ago this time, like I think Herman Cain was making his move, so let's not get too fired up. But I'm excited that she's in it because I pretty much have a whole chapter in my book, Get Rich Cheating, which is still on sale. In fact I just got my royalty statement, I don't want to brag. Seventeen million copies sold. Give or take a few million. Um, Carly Fiorina just sort of represents some of the great features of uh, short-term thinking, win-at-all-cost culture. You know, Carly Fiorina, she was fired from Hewlett Packard for doing a terrible job and running into the ground. She got a $21 million severance. Yeah, and she's a girl. A guy would get like 28. In fact, a few years later, Mark heard Fired for the same reasons, got $28 million. So, just goes to show you how far the ladies have come. 
Um, <laughs> she's so awesome. What did she say? She said, uh, I am... I am a liberal women's worst nightmare. No, you're just a nightmare. I'm sorry. Oh, I snorted. Congratulations, Carly. You made me snort. I hope you are proud. I am. I am proud. Um, I am proud. Continuing on our tour of hypocrisy. I don't know if I part point out Carly's hypocrisy, but I will. Um... My governor, Governor Christie, refuses to turn over private emails of his regarding a scandal. I don't know. I haven't taken the time to care enough to look and see if he, you know, lambasted. That seems like an appropriately big word for Christie. Um, If he got on Hillary's case for her email non-scandal. But gee, Baluiba. What a clown. I mean, look... I think we got to recognize that all these people are politicians, so they're they're required to talk out of both sides of their face, and and they are politicians. <laughs> you know, I said here before, like when people complain about Obama politicizing uh, the latest gun massacre, and I'm not even going to name what it is because a I don't want the person to get notoriety, and b like by the time you hear this, there'll be three more. Um, and I'm smiling and laughing because hey, it's no point just crying, is there? Um, we'll get to Alabama uh, voting right restrictions soon enough. Then we can cry. Uh, when you <laughs> when you complain about Obama, politi- he's a politician. That's what he's doing. It's like being like, oh, that Tom Brady, he's always playing football. That's what they do. It's, uh, it's hilarious to me. <laughs> um, you know, Alabama... I want. I actually want to talk about Alabama, right after this. Man on the street. Martin Shkreli became the new most hated man on the internet after trying to raise the price of a life-saving drug, Daraprim, by five thousand percent. The final edition asked the man on the street. What do you think? Hey, that guy sounds like he's the pill. Well, that's nothing. I just bought the rice to Dr. Gerton's nerve syrup and jacked up the price two bits. You monster! I think really deep down inside he just wants a hug. I think deep down inside he wants a billion dollars. And a hug. Leave Martin alone! That Martin Scrally looks like every kid in high school who used to try to jack up the pill from $13 to $750. You don't like it. Why don't you move to Denmark where everyone's happy? As long as he's not raising the price of date rape drugs. I just want to punch Martin Scrally in the face. I don't have a joke for this. Yeah. That was just a little something from the final edition. It's coming up next, you know, if you're listening to this live. Uh, and that's only a half an hour production. You can get the full hour on the archives. Hopefully, if they upload it, uh, if you can't find it there, go to soundcloud.com uh, slash the final edition. Um or website, thefinaledition.com. All the cheater and the roots are up there because, I mean, you're probably, I mean, I, you guys have been waiting for Lee to show up. I know. I've read your comments. I've read your emails. Speaking of comments and emails, it's time to get serious. Well, I don't know if it's really serious, but I want to float an idea out there, and I want to hear if you guys would support it, if you guys would attend it, would you um, give me feedback. Uh, as you know, in Alabama... 
They said, basically, you can only register to vote at DMVs, and they close all the DMVs at, in, you know, minority districts. I mean, there's already gerrymandering and redistricting and horrible things, and there's already plenty of, like, vote suppression. And this is, like, as clear an attempt to disenfranchise people as as possible. I mean, I don't, I don't even want to get into all of the details of it. You are smart people. You know what's happening. I would like to organize a trip to go to Alabama and get people registered to vote. Um, I'm not sure if you can, like, bring them forms and then deposit them or if you have to bring them to the DMV, but we'll get buses. We'll, we'll rent buses and vans, and we'll drive people there. Um, we'll call it, like, Buses Against Bastards, or we'll get a clever name. Um, we'll go down, we'll raise some money on Kickstarter to rent some vans. Maybe we'll do a show. Uh, I better get Lee to go. He's from Louisiana, and that's close to Alabama. At least, you know, one is 49th and the other is 48th in education, so it's that kind of close. (laughs) Ha-ha! Zing! But um, I want to know what you guys think. Should we do it? Um, Should I worry about being labeled like an exploiter? I'm not exploiting. I want to... I want to do something I give a shit about. I want to actually fight for justice. Like, I, it, to me, I know it's delusional to think voting matters and all the parties are the same and the Democrats are just whatever. You should be able to vote whether it matters or not. Because, frankly, what really matters? Nothing. Okay? Nothing matters. Children's laughter. That's about it. But as long as we're allowed to delude ourselves that some things do matter, I happen to think being able to vote matters. Is it going to change anything? Maybe. Probably not. But, you know, maybe people in Alabama vote and don't vote in the same uh, people that are the House of Representatives in Alabama. And boom, chakalaka. There'd be no Kevin McCarthy stupidity. There'd be no hearings for Benghazi. There'd be no wasted money uh, not allowing the CDC to study gun safety. There'd be no just idiocy. People would actually have their interests represented, then holy crap, what a world it would be. This is where I play Louis Armstrong for a little while on the longer show, but right now, I just... It upsets me when the greatness of history is distorted for short-term current day ends. Whether that's literally rewriting history in the history books and the whole, like, Texas textbook thing, colonist slavery, uh, the triangular trade. I wrote a whole thing about that. I was going to do a book on this. I've had a lot of – I don't know. This isn't about – I'm not – but the point is that's outrageous. I mean that's breeding another generation of Frankenstein monsters who who don't know facts. (laughs) I mean, there's interpretation of facts, which you could have, but facts, you know, replacing Thomas Jefferson with Anne Rand and is not saying Spider-Man freed the slaves. That's not cool. Um, but then we get people in this regard twisting what government's role is, what the Constitution is about, what rights are, what, um, what things that have been established are really all about. That just me so much. I, I've even started to have the sound of some sort of um, leaf blower <laughs> going on. Why? Are the, who's blowing leaf? This is leaf blowing is 
Leaf blowing is like the Republican Congress. It's just blowing shit around for no reason except to show that you can blow. Yeah. Yeah, I said it. I'm not afraid to take a stand against things that blow. Speaking of which, do we have to talk about gun violence again? Do I have to, like, play some Final Edition clips? Do I... <sighs> Here's the deal. I imagine a lot of people that are considering mass shooting are listening to this show, and I've gotten 20 minutes in. So let me tell you, mass shooters, I have been on television many times, different networks. It's not that great. Hey, it just lasts like a minute. You get an empty feeling afterwards. You want it again, even though you really don't get any reward for it. Getting on TV, getting famous, it's totally not worth it. So don't do it. Okay? Thanks. Oh, and if you are going to be a mass shooter, don't be a jerk about it. Just, like, leave a note that says, Hey, everybody, I hate girls because I'm 17 and can't get laid. Oh, by the way, if I didn't have a gun, I would just be writing bad poetry and jerking off all the time. But, yup, you gave me the gun, so thanks. Can one of you please leave a note to that effect? Because that would just help my argument. Yes, I understand. You want to have guns to protect against the tyranny of the government like the people in Ferguson faced. There are plenty of guns out there. Right now, if we stopped right now and said nobody gets a new gun, there'd be guns enough for everybody and their generations of grandchildren for ever. I mean, I've already I'm doubled up my time measurements. The point is, you don't, you don't, you don't. There are plenty of guns to stop the tyranny of government. Do me a favor and recognize human nature. Yeah, mental health is a problem. Yes, societal breakdown is a problem. Being able to express the poor effects of mental health and societal breakdown by using a gun is a significantly more dangerous problem. Yeah, we are losing people who feel outcast. Everybody feels outcast at some point. Some more than others, obviously. And sometimes those others, more than whoever they are, get their hands on something to be really destructive. You know what I do when I felt bad? I, I I wrote stupid crap on my computer. I probably sent an email or two I'm not proud of, but I don't know, because I didn't really email really wasn't around until I was old. Um, I punched a wall or two. Wall. Not waller. Waller. Wall. Wall or two. I played sports, so I hit people. Like in a in a sporting way. Oh. If we all just hugged, it'd be great, right? Alright, that's not the solution either. I don't know what the solution is, but I know that this Republican Congress is not going to find it. Take a listen on this. 
This is This is Politics, and this week on This is Politics, Senator Bernie Sanders reaches out for new voters, bringing his presidential campaign to a Nazi rally in Westland, Michigan. I know that we have areas where we don't agree, such as my very existence and the existence of my family. But I also know we have areas in which we do agree, such as clean energy, and the music of Richard Wagner. And maybe, just maybe, we can work on those mutual goals. And Sanders received surprisingly warm reactions. I would never vote for him, of course, but the Jew makes some good points. Then it was off to a mental hospital in upstate New York where Sanders spoke to a group of drooling schizophrenics. You believe you can explode people's faces by looking at them. I believe America's wealth gap is unsustainable. We both believe the FBI is spying on us. Let's work together. And a quick stop at a Greek cemetery in Colma, California. I know that most of you are dead. Most, but maybe not all. And if we pull together, we can solve the problems of this country. Next week, Sanders spearheads a voter registration drive in North Korea. Yeah, just giving Bernie a little bit of a hard time. Look, I don't want you to think, uh, I don't know what I want you to think, people. You know, when I get the big money, the big budget, when I get sponsors, when I get the time to prepare for this show, then I'll tell you what I want you to think. But right now, I just, I, I guess what I want to do is I want to be the embodiment of those of you that are frustrated by the nonstop onslaught of hypocrisy and stupidity and confusion and despair and lack of action and irresponsibility and emotional retardation that plagues our great country. Yeah, our country is great. When you look at the history of the world, what we have here is incredible, but it can be better. We got problems. It doesn't make me unpatriotic to want things to be better. In fact, I think it makes me more patriotic to want to make America greater than it is. I'm not nostalgic for a time that never existed. I'm nostalgic for a future that I want to make. This has been Cheater in the Root. I hope you listen whenever it's up. I hope you buy my book. I hope you'll, you know, just send me money on PayPal. I'm going to do this Kickstarter or something for this Alabama trip. Um, if you're interested in joining somehow, helping out, let me know. Um, I'm at Jeff Chrysler, J-E-F-F-K-R-E-I-S-L-E-R. Yeah, I know you want to see Lee. Lee's, Lee's around. Go check out Root Pundit Blogspot. Um, my book's Get Rich Cheating. Coming up is the final edition. Um, um, I also got a political comedy tour kicking off. Uh, I, that uh, Lee will join. So if you want to book it for your group, let me know. There's a lot. There's a lot happening, you guys. I'm going to stop asking for stuff and say, 
I appreciate those of you that listen um, and slog through the mind mush that is this show. I'll produce a stupid-sounding closing, and I'll produce a better opening soon. Um, But thank you for being there. I appreciate it. Good night. Cheater on the road on Marcella Radio Network. We're moving to have the case dismissed.